On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is our first show, Tate, without our mm. old producer, Louise. We have had, in all the iterations of the show, we've had more titles of our podcast <laughs> than we've had producers. Do you understand yes, that? Yes, we've is only it? had two producers. We've had, two we've producers. had three names. <laughs> Tita, <laughs> One Shining Podcast, now Titus and Tate. Our yes. first producer got a tattoo on his arm for mm. us. Our second one, Louise, did not go that far. But uh, she is gone. She's moved on to greener pastures. And the reason I bring that up is because one of the last things Louise did before we said goodbye to her was she begged me to do a way too early power rankings. <laughs> yes. For FoxSports.com. I, I was there. She asked you to please, yeah. Mark, please sit down and write this. You were like, I cannot do this. I was like, I, I physically <laughs> cannot do a way too early power rankings given the climate of uh, college basketball, like the transfer mm. portal and draft decisions. And everyone is eligible to come back. Everyone is eligible to transfer. Yes. Coach. And she's like, that's the point of the way too early. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't know. That's, right that's now, the fun of it. And <laughs> knowing I was like, nothing, what do we know? And I said, Louise, this is madness. <laughs> this is insanity. Who would be stupid enough to do that? She said, Mark, yes. literally every college mm. basketball reporter is stupid enough to do this on the day after the national championship. Long story short, we felt like maybe paying homage to yes. Louise. We're, we're gonna. I don't even think it's. This paying is for homage. Louise. I think it's like it's more of like a backhanded. Like now that you're gone, now I'm yes. gonna actually give you what you mm-hmm. want. Uh, we are doing at, at least it's not written because she wanted you to write this, <laughs> yeah, and that, that's it. a tale as old as time. You and I doing college basketball coverage, and you having to write something and saying, "Please, <laughs> please, no. for the love of God, <laughs> why would you want me to write this? No one's gonna read." Uh, we're doing way too early, good guys, bad guys. That's what yes. we're calling it. Way too early because if you call it off season, I've found that people don't care as much. They tune out. They tune out. They're yes. like, "It's off. They're like, it's off. off. Turn it off." Mm-hmm. You say way too early. You're like, mm. "Whoa." Whoa. And honestly, in college basketball, this is the on season. This is the time mm-hmm. where you can see who's actually going to, you know, when the tide is going up. Sport. Yeah, exactly. You know, this. Is, yeah, there is no <laughs> everyone's off-season. saying that. Everyone's been saying it. Uh, so we're going to do some way too. Early. We're, we're going to suss out the, 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 the scene. The, the bag wars are afoot. We mm. should say that. I mm. mean, this is uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot popping. I have a feeling the content's not going to slow down anytime soon. No. So we're going to do way too early. Good guys. Way too early. Bad guys. Maybe talk about Tate came in hot today. I got to yes. say, Tate comes into the studio talking about Coach K. Yes, and he, he's in a he's in a tizzy right now. <laughs> I, and I have no idea where you're going with this, but uh, I have I, tears in my eyes <laughs> because uh, I got good news. And we'll uh, save it, save it for ding the show. Dong. <laughs> I, I legit like we're, we're, we're recording like five minutes after Tate showed up and he just he sits down he's like oh he's like rubbing his hands together he's like I want to talk K today so we're all going to find out together mm. what K what uh, Tate wants to talk about with Coach K all that is coming up but first Woody Durham he takes the timeout they're out foul. of timeout technical foul technical foul All right, before we dive into it, Tate, uh, I want to give a shout out to Dang Adiang, uh, is, the, is the kid's name. He is a walk-on basketball player at the University of Vermont. Ryan mm. Russillo is a huge fan of his. He, Jake Marsh, our, our friend Jake Marsh also went to Vermont. A lot he, of catamounts. The catamounts Shout out to out Western there. Carolina, another catamount. Yeah. Uh, Dang Adiang is the second winner of the Club Trillion Foundation Scholarship. We officially, we, we were a little late this year. Like, in a, you know, I don't know if you knew this. There's a pandemic going on. Mm. There's a lot of... Uh, 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 hiccups we had to to deal with uh, in the process, but we got there. I, I wanted to announce it uh, during the Final Four. We were not ready to do that. Uh, it has officially happened. It has officially been declared. Dang Adying is your winner for the Club Trillion Foundation Scholarship. Shout out to all the UVM people out there. 
Uh, shout out to Tate Clayton, who won the inaugural yes. one at Mississippi State last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deng Adiang is uh, $15,000 for him. He got a $15,000 scholarship. Well, shout out so to Deng. I need to look up his tape right now yeah. and see some highlights. But uh, otherwise, I'm he's, he's going to be he's, back. He's officially a friend of the program. He's a friend of the program. Mm-hmm. We got to have him on the show. Yes. We got we got to do that. We got to set that up. But he uh, he is he's only a sophomore, so I think he's going to be back. And he's, or you can you can watch mm-hmm. him. So you can buy his jersey, I guess. Do, mm-hmm. has, has the name, image, likeness stuff passed? I don't know. You should, if, <laughs> we if, don't if know. So, <laughs> if, if so, sell Deng Adiang jerseys. We'll, we'll Remember Gavin Newsom like, Two years ago, signed the NIL paper yeah. on the shop, and everything changed. <laughs> that was, nothing has been the same. Yeah, since. yeah. I just wanted to point that out. I remember that day, we though. A, we should do a power rankings of all, all the the watershed moments in mm. college basketball in the when last everything 10 years, changed. When everything changed, and it, I will say, like everything has slowly changed. You know what I mean? It has it, changed. It, That's it, the it, funny there's part. There's been an incremental yeah. change, but there's never been like this stopgap moment where everyone can everyone can point to and say that is. The time Except when Pat when, Forney wrote that article. Yeah, that's when it was <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> Except when uh, Zion's shoe exploded. That's true. That yeah. was the one moment that, that that's what changed. I knew. It hasn't been the same since. That's when Zion said, "I'm not signing with Nike. I'm gonna sign with Jordan." <laughs> it's the same thing. No, it's not. College, uh, <laughs> college basketball really is like Saturday Night Live and mm. other things where it's the the best. The best era was always the era when I was growing up. Yeah, um, of course. It's yes. all, well, it, part of that is like. When you're watching college basketball and the guys are 10 years older than you, they look like superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in your 30s and you're watching college basketball, they look like idiots. They look like yeah, idiots. They look like, what are you guys they, doing? They suck. Come so on. then you, you tell yourself what happened to this product when, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I, I would, I would uh, encourage everybody who thinks that like the 80s and the 70s, the quality of play in college basketball was so much better than it is today. They have these full games on YouTube. You can mm-hmm. go watch them. For the most part, they're all terrible. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, they're playing zone defense with no three point line, mm-hmm. and it's all packed in, and they're just passing the ball around. And to, four, I mean, four I mean, for corners. God's sakes, Michael Jordan's most famous shot mm-hmm. was basically like everyone standing still. Passing it around, passing it, and then Jordan catches it. He's it's like, "I guess pass. I'll shoot it." It's a skip <laughs> it, was, pass. It, was a skip. it shocked everybody. Georgetown was ready for that, <laughs> but everybody looks back on that. They're like Patrick Ewing, James Worthy, Michael Jordan. Yes, which that yes. game was awesome. That was a great game. That's a bad example, but that play though was like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't just know. talk about the 1981 game. That would probably be the better example of it. Bob yeah. Knight, Dean Smith, yeah. the game no one really remembers, but Isaiah beats North Carolina and they get the and win. That's and, all you need. And you're like, yeah. oh my god, it was so much better back then when Isaiah Thomas was playing that. Yeah. Now, now, you don't You're right, though. Yeah, SNL yeah. and college basketball, they're kind of on the same time loop where, like, 1979 is the start year when it was, like, you know, Magic versus Bird. Yeah. This is Whoa, when everyone's point. there. And so when SNL goes, maybe college basketball goes. And we the, go at the same time. And the boomers, like, the when the boomers were coming of age, they, mm-hmm. that, that was when it was really yeah, hot. And then now course. they're older and they're like, yeah, it's not like it used to be. Yeah, like it wasn't. Was, yeah. <laughs> where's Belushi? We, we, can we get uh, Elon Musk to host something mm. for college mm. basketball too? Uh, enough of that. We got to we got to tie. We got to dive into the way too early good guys, way too early bad guys. Uh, as I is it? Do you still think it's way too early? Is it way too early to even be doing way too early stuff? I it think feels it, like it might be way too early. It might be way way, way, way too, too early. early. Yeah. I think it's two ways. Uh, and we everyone there's two ways to everything. Like you said, there's duality <laughs> in life. There's both sides to most most equations. And uh, I think here the reason why we're so excited is because when you look at the off season in college basketball it is somewhat you know it's a it's a separate show right there is the actual season where basketball is played yeah and we know what the outcomes are wins and losses results by the basketball but the offseason is a pr war 
And the PR war huge is, pickup. You, you, get, you, get, yes. you get a guy, it's a huge pickup, and you got to get the, those tweets out that are. And teams like Duke yeah. and Kentucky, and you know, they, they seem to own this time because they have huge Nike PR firms behind yeah. them. But then the little guys sometimes jump up. And I will say this year, it does feel like Bobby Hurley is the little guy that's trying to jump up into that pool and win yeah. that PR war. And that's what I think is fascinating about the way too early good guy, bad guys, because we can say, you know, Bob Hurley is the way too early bad guy. And it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't put a lot of pressure on him. He doesn't have to come through with that, but he can just enjoy it, embrace it, soak it in, and be a bad guy. I, Mark Godfrey was our way to really bad guy last true. year. That is and true. And I don't think anyone went to go play for him. Like, he, he didn't drop any bags. But for that moment in time, yes. he won, the, as you mm. said, the PR, because that is that is what happens. Is there, there's so many transfers. There's mm. so many code, whatever. Uh, but only there's also only so many... Uh, uh, move that can be called huge pickups by John Rostine. <laughs> yes. Or or the college basketball media. Or so you think. Hole. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so knows? a guy transfers from Radford, mm -hmm. goes to LSU, say, huge pickup for Will Wade. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, do we know anything about this guy? Not not really. It's just mm -hmm. a huge pickup. I looked up his stats. He shot 42% from three. That's a huge pickup. 14 points per game. 14 points pickup. per game. Huge pickup. Definitely going to translate. <laughs> it's definitely He's definitely going to average now 14 for LSU. My second favorite thing about the transfer portal is that they do these Photoshops, and it's basically they take the <laughs> yeah. face of the new player that's coming and they put it on a generic body that's been there before. Uh, for example, Walker Kessler, who I still love. I know a lot of people don't think I will because he left North Carolina, but he goes then, to Auburn. Yeah. And I have to show you the Photoshop live this. because it's so bad. Walker Kessler is a lanky man, very John Henson-like. Um, and this is the edit. Uh, that they put up for Walker. <laughs> He's the most ripped version of Walker Kessler could ever be. And they just slap their head up. That, that is the best part of the transfer portal that I will say so far this offseason. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. I, it's, th th it's this all is why I, I mentioned to Andy Ke but. Now I'm now that I hear myself talking, maybe mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk myself out of this. But when we had Andy on last week, and I I, I threw out the idea of that was last week. Yeah, dude, it feels time. time yeah. is was mm. it last? It was last week. Yeah, yeah it was. was no, was I mean it just last. feels. Um, should there be a, an end date to or, mm. or a, a definitive date of like if you're transferring, you must announce you're going to mm -hmm. your new school by this date, and then that can be like the free agency window, so to speak, in college basketball. Would that be better or worse? from a content perspective, forget the kids. That's mm. like, if we, if we are, you and I are now adults, we cover college basketball for a living. And because of that, we have to now get to a point where we say, we don't care about what's best for the kids. Mm -hmm. We care about ourselves. <laughs> That's what they forget, want you to do. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how this whole system works is like, forget them, do what's best for television, do what's best for <laughs> lining our own pockets. Mark Hibbert sitting there going, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, forget the kids. For ourselves, Tate, uh, do you think it would be better for, for content purposes to have a definitive date that, say, July 4th, say, mm. August 1st, on August 1st, if you haven't announced, if you're in the transfer portal, the transfer portal gets unplugged. If you're still in there and it gets unplugged, you're dead. Oh, you, wow. You, get, you don't respawn. You don't respawn. <laughs> you just get unplugged. Uh, so that's the definitive date. So in the run-up to that, it becomes like this big event where we're you know, it's like it's like NBA free agency. Mm -hmm. Would that be better, or is the slow trickle of news that's going to happen between now and basically the start of the first practice? It's just going to keep. I feel like there's just going to be continuous. I do leaks. like the idea of an end date, but I also like the idea of it never being over. And I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> and I do feel like coaches in general. That's why you see maybe a Lon Kruger or a Roy Williams say, you know. Thanks, but no thanks. You know, yeah. I appreciate all the candor. Uh, I appreciate the moment in time that I've had with these players, but 
I'm going to have to step enough out because I can't yeah. recruit kids on other teams. And I feel like that is what we're getting to where there's like this moral quandary that there are coaches in basketball that are totally fine with calling a player on another team. And Do you saying, think, yeah, is tampering immoral at the college level? I don't, because th- I, I don't, mean, the more I, mean, I think about it, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> I will say it's it's uh, maybe not a more maybe maybe that's too far, but like it is ridiculous. Like it is <laughs> it is insane to me to think that you're playing in a season in January. You just lost to Florida State, and Coach Calipari is calling your dad and you. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that to me is wild. We and should then, have a new segment called "Is this immoral or ridiculous?" So <laughs> we throw out something really. <laughs> I mean, it, it is ridiculous to think about. Like you have to basically recruit guys. I mean, let's say midseason, every single coach has to look at his roster and say, "Who do I want back?" Yeah. And now I have to kind of recruit them back, give them some extra minutes, give them like two, three point shots that they've been wanting to take, two attempts per game uh, for the second half of the season to make sure that they're okay and want to come back. I mean, for God's sakes, Mark Williams for Duke who had this great run at the end of the year, there was all this hubbub. Is he going to come back? Is he not going to come back? Is he going to enter his name in the portal? And they basically had to recruit their best player back. <laughs> and he did like a separate announcement saying, I'm coming back to Duke, you know? And that's the world that we live in now. It's not a guarantee that you're a freshman and now you're going to be a sophomore. Adam Miller at Illinois, perfect example. He's supposed to be their five-star recruit that takes over for Io. Now he's going to Kentucky. Wait, did... did- did Mark actually put an announcement out that said he's coming back to Duke? Yeah. And he never put his name in the portal or did he? No, he didn't. He just, he was, there was a bunch of cryptic tweets. That I were just love like, that. It was like, I you know, cloud it. thoughts, you know, and, it, and all the Duke <laughs> fans are going crazy because they're like, what is he doing? Is he going to the draft? Is he going to transfer? And then one of his best friends on the team, uh, Coleman, uh, I think it was his name, transferred. And then people were like, is this a sign that he may be leaving? Dude, I absolutely love yeah. uh, announcing you're coming back when you never said you were transferring. The first, like, yes. Just, Caleb Love did this with North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> you never you never announce that you're putting your name in the draft. You never yes. announce that you're putting your name in the portal. No, you, you just, just put out an announcement that's it like, is I'm passive coming back. aggressive subliminal tweets. And everyone says, What? Of course you were yes. coming back, right? And now I didn't you're realize every you were. single thread. This <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> is the dumbest sport. I love it so much. Uh enough of that. We gotta get into our picks. So yes. we, we we've set the stage. Mm. Uh who is your good guy uh you're, you're way, way, way too early. Mm. Good guy of the way too early period. I will say I picked this man last year and I picked and I, and I picked him for a reason because I thought that we were going to get to a certain point where it had to end. The party had to stop and we had the wonkiest year in college basketball history and this coach decided to take it to the next level to make a piñata that was shaped like a covid ball and spike it into the ground and then at the spring game for Georgia Tech football in the offseason he is the head coach of the other team, and he's got a Tecmo Bowl uh, play sheet. Have you seen this, Josh Pastor? I saw doing this. this? Yes. Yeah, I mean, if that's not good guy of the year, if that's not way too early, good guy of the year, because he's getting ahead of it, because he got he flew too close to the sun. We know this. Uh, <laughs> what if I told you Josh Pastor <laughs> won too many games last yeah. year? <laughs> he was too good last year. The expectations are too high. But at the end of the day, he's never stopped being a good guy. You know what I mean? A lot right. of times when. A good guy, things go well, they kind of get above it, and maybe they turn into a bad guy at a certain point. But Josh Pastner is an even-keeled, steady flow. Who knows if the face shield comes back? But regardless, he's going to be the good guy of the year, and uh, he's going to ride it out. I don't even know if Georgia Tech's going to be a great team next year, but I will say they're going to have a good guy as their head coach. Josh Pastner should grow a beard, as I'm looking at this picture, because he's not going to bring the face shield back. Mm. And I think a good move for him, brand play, a good brand play here is... Because you, you know he can. I mean, look how thick those sideburns are. 
if Josh Pastner just grew out like it doesn't have to be James Harden beard. Yeah. I'm not saying like let's not get crazy with it, but just just grow out a beard. What's Donna's dad's name in that 70s show? That is like <laughs> they should do a show with Josh Pastner playing him as a younger guy. You know what I mean? That that is what the mutton chops do for me every time I see him there. And in general, Josh Pastner has become the darling of the ACC, you know? Like every single media member that covers the ACC whenever he does anything they're like oh Josh you're the best like you're hilarious <laughs> we love you he's got all the PR in his favor but he's not using it for bags he's using it for, for good. good interesting okay so that well we, we can hash this out because I'm gonna give you my pick now mm. um, I'm, I'm gonna dive right into it my my way too early way 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 too early way too early, way too early. It's, so it's so early. early like I don't even feel comfortable <laughs> talking about it to be honest with you <laughs> um, <laughs> my way too early good guy pick is Mark Few for kind of the opposite reason of what you said uh, about Josh Pastner that that Josh Pastner has the media in his pocket mm. that Josh Pastner is he, he has such good guy vibes that anything he does is now it has a positive light on it yes. because he's so likable at this you point. You called him the Ted Lasso of college basketball. Yeah. That's it. And that, that, that's that's that's, that's where he, he that's where he's arrived. Uh. I, I am sensing the tide turning on Mark Few from not not the elite media, not like mm. the not the blue blood of the media outlets. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the uh, the blogosphere, mm. the uh, mm. the the you and I's of the world. No, the, <laughs> <laughs> we're the Baylor's of the world. We're the Baylor. Like yeah. I'm saying, tier two. I'm saying if we're, we're doing we're tier talking media, we're one B. We're, we're one B. <laughs> That B stands for Baylor. Tier two, I don't know what they're talking about, so but we, I think you're we, right. We're up at one B now. We're one B. We Baylor won the title. Yeah, that's we true. bumped up. That is true. I mean, we we work at Fox now. We got like a cool set. Yeah, come on. That's got to be. But we're one B, but it's Fox Digital. <laughs> so we're on FS one until we get our one B. All right, one B. Whatever. Two. Point is tier two media mm-hmm. and below. Um, I, 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 I sense the tide turning. I'm basing this off of a Bleacher Report article I saw this week. Headline says, Gonzaga's Mark Few with the quote, I wish someone had warned me about Baylor's physicality. And what he was basically saying was, like the, the point of, the <laughs> you're excited about this. The point that he was making is like, you can watch physicality on mm. film until you see it in person. Uh, it's it's a different beast. It's hard to prepare for it's it's hard to prepare for size. It's hard to prepare for athleticism, uh, and and he was basically saying it's hard to prepare for physicality. But Bleacher Report knew what they were Is doing. Is he saying Corey Kispert couldn't play in the ACC? Great question. That's where what would it sounds like. where would Gonzaga finish in the mm. Big Ten? Because mm. uh, the Big Ten was was great this year. As we know. <laughs> so Just good. ran into some bad matchups <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> um, so I, I I'm worried that with. With what we saw last year, Gonzaga goes undefeated, loses badly in the national mm. title game. Not just didn't just lose the game, lost the the Blown war, out. lost the PR war, mm-hmm. lost the the, the all the good. lost the narrative, all the goodwill <laughs> they build up, they lose. Now now they land uh, Chet Holmgren, the number one recruit in the country, mm-hmm. and the question becomes: Tate, we, we were talking about it when Chet Holmgren uh, uh, committed. Is is Gonzaga the new Duke in the sense that like they're going to start landing all the five star guys and they're the program that we during during the way too early season we spend a lot of time talking about them. Uh, if there's nothing else to talk about, let's just Google what's going on in Gonzaga. That uh, feels like they've sort of arrived there, but they don't have the title. And one thing I I'm I'm sensing happening to Mark Few, I'm calling my shot way too early. This is mm, a way too early way shot too early. call. Is that the the idea of the tier two media? <laughs> 
cheering for Mark Few, cheering for the plucky underdog that has gone out the window. We are trying to make Mark Few look stupid. Mm. We are trying to make him look like a bad coach. He's a good man. He's a great coach. <laughs> he would have he would have been well served to take the North Carolina job, take the Indiana job, mm. take one of these jobs. He's Gonzaga's off. too big of a job. But Gonzaga, he <laughs> stuck around, and that was a mistake. And Mark Few, is he the man for the job? Will he ever be able to get over the hump? He has to win the title this year is what they're going to say. Wow. We said it last year. Last mm. year was true. He did not win it. But we're going to say it again next year. And uh, that's that's where I, I sense, sense it going with Mark Few. So I kind of love this. And I like the idea of Mark Few becoming, you know, to go from the coach where everyone says the de facto best coach in basketball. How could you not want to play for yes. Mark Few? This FIBA style, the way he empowers his players, the fact that Gonzaga will fly and play anybody. We do the flip side. Tommy, of that. he loses Tommy Lloyd. What if Tommy Lloyd was the one was pulling the, the strings yes. with the media? Yes. And now everyone turns on Mark Few. And then that I but but here's the thing I think when and only when everyone turns on Mark Few mm. is when he can win his title mm-hmm. I think that's how it has to happen That's what happened with Dean Smith Yeah when everyone says this guy sucks he'll he'll never do it like I feel like Gonzaga even loses this coming season with Chet Holmgren they don't win the title they go to the Final Four again and mm-hmm. lose and then everyone's like oh my God get this guy all the way the hell out of my face and then everyone turns on him Tier One B turns on him media <laughs> and then he wins the title. Next I wish that somewhere. Chet Holmgren would have like reclassed and gone and joined Gonzaga at the end of 2020. That's what I will say. Because why, why didn't he? I don't understand, I, I don't understand like, that either. Because if he had done that, then he would have at least been there for this moment. And then he would have felt that loss. And he would have saw mm-hmm. his teammate, Jalen Suggs, go to the top and then not ultimately uh, reach Chet, his goal. You Chet know strikes I mean? me as a guy like, he's going to be showing <laughs> title game clips all throughout the summer to motivate the team. Uh-huh. And Chet's just looking around like laughing at his teammates. He's like, y'all let them do that to you? You suck. Yeah. <laughs> And he's not. just laughing. And that's he's what I'm like, saying. He yeah. should have been there. He should have been there. He's not wearing the loss like the rest of the guys. That, are, that's yeah. what they needed because it, he and Suggs, of course, together would have been unbelievable. But the fact that he could have had some sort of emotional baggage to carry on. Yeah. I feel like he he comes in. He's got one and done mentality, which is give me my 17 shots a game. <laughs> and I'm not sure that's going to be the is team it, next year for Gonzaga. Isn't that what DeAndre Hunter did, by the way, when they lost to UMBC and he was out for the game? And yes. Then, like, he was like making fun of it. Yeah, he was like, I didn't lose to UMBC. He's like, I was hurt. <laughs> He's making fun of Kyle and Ty and saying, y- y'all sucked. <laughs> there is a psychological aspect of that game for UMBC because if you look at the starting lineup and then you see DeAndre Hunter, you're like, okay, never mind. They have an NBA guy I got to mm-hmm. worry about. But when you look at the roster, like the starting five without DeAndre Hunter, there was a it little bit. It yeah. becomes more manageable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, all right. So, yeah, the, we took two very different approaches here. I, I, you picked Josh Pastor because the media loves him. I picked Mark yeah. Few because the media, the tier, I, I still think tier one. I think I, th- I think the blue blood mm. medias. I think the college game days. Your your uh, you know Gus and Raff, like like these types, mm-hmm. they're still gonna love Mark Few. Yeah, and Greg Gumble is gonna love Mark. Greg Gumble is mm. is the, Clark gonna, Kellogg. The game day guys are gonna have Mark Few on for an interview, and he's gonna say just the most monotone, boring thing, and they're mm. all gonna like slap their knee. They're gonna just cackle laughing like they yeah. did with Hubert Davis and uh, th- Jay Billis says so something good. about Mark Few's hair. I yeah. wish he had that yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark Few dies laughing too. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's Jay Billis asked, uh, hey, Mark, uh, who's a better player? Would you take Chet Holmgren or Jay Billis? <laughs> <laughs> and then Reese Davis falls out of his chair. Yes. Yes. And then Mark says in a monotone voice, Chet. And then they laugh even harder. And then that those guys, that's still going to happen is what I'm saying. I'm saying the blogosphere, your uh, your your one C's, your two, your tier twos, your tier threes. I'm planting the seed uh, right now. Chet Holmgren, Drew Timmy is better than Chet Holmgren, and that will be proven this year. 
Are you like, are you, are you sowing the seeds of division? Is that what the seed you're planting? No, here? I'm just you're saying like to... in college basketball, Drew Timmy is going to be by far the better player than Chet Holmgren and may hurt Chet Holmgren's style. You mean like actually yes. better or like, like Mark college better basketball? Where, yes. Like the Zach Collins Karnowski situation? Exactly. Yeah. Zach, yeah, exactly. Interesting. All right. I think so. Something to monitor. I mean, and if you're Drew Timmy, let me just say, you're going in that title game and you're being told that you're getting forced out for Walker Kessler and Chet Holmgren. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, can Drew Timmy can Drew Timmy come back from that? Can he guard a ball screen? We'll figure. Way too early to tell. We don't know yet. (laughs) He'll do some strokes. Uh, You're bad guy. You're you're way 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 too early bad guy right now. I kind of spoiled it already because I already told you who it is. But it's pretty simple for me, and it's because uh, he is Bobby Bags, and he is in the desert, and he's not afraid of the scene. And his brother Dan Hurley, and we had him on the show, Coach Hurley. He's he's doing the Yukon old big East, you know, we find guys. They're not bad. They're not bad, you <laughs> uh-huh. know. That the the Calhoun era, these four plus guys. But Bobby Hurley says, send me up to the big leagues. Yep. Let me get up here with Coach K and Calipari because, you know, he's thinking, well, how long can Duke last as this premier Nike school? How long will Kentucky last without Kenny Payne? Who we all know they miss Kenny Payne. He went to the Knicks. Now they're successful. Wherever Kenny mm-hmm. Payne goes, people win. Mm-hmm. And then Joel Justice, uh, who has been the lead recruiter, a guy who came up with the platoon system. If you remember this in 2015, that was his idea. That was his idea. Well, I don't think that's. And, a, and, I don't think that's a feather in his cap. To well, be with you, this but. is the whole point of this. I think that Calipari has now. He's like that was Joel's yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and Joel, you wear that. Yeah, yeah, it's the golden ticket. It's Michael Scott's golden ticket idea. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And he's coming over. Joel Justice, who was the lead assistant for Kentucky. Uh, Tony Barbie goes, you know, and and gets a Central Michigan job. Uh, Kenny Payne, like I said, left the year before. So Kentucky, the cupboard is barren. Bobby Hurley gets Joel Justice to to come over here. He's recruiting Sky Clark, who came on this show, five star recruit. That's right. He did recruit yes. Sky Clark. And now there's a chance that Sky Clark maybe opens that commitment and goes to play for Bobby Hurley, learns from one of the best point wow. guards in Duke history. Bad guy of the offseason way too early, Bobby Hurley. My my concern with Bobby Hurley is that we've been here before. Yes, like we a, have definitely a been here A million times yes. to where, how do I talk myself into this time being different? Because, because Remy Martin is gone. So and I will a, say this, when you're bringing in the young guys who are, you know, you know, Dripped out, let's say, and they, they've got they've got everything that they need handled for. And you've been here for yeah. four plus years. That has not been your experience. You were not a part of the bag dropping. There's always a there's a line of deviation there. You know what I mean? I saw it with Butch Davis. Just to put it in football perspective, at North Carolina, you know, Butch Davis comes in. He says we're getting five star recruits. The guys that were on the team are like, wait a second. I want that Mercedes. <laughs> and so I think that the cupboard, I think the cupboard is clear now. And I think the five stars are coming in. And I think Bobby Hurley's ready to go. I think I think he needs a rebrand. I think for like guys like me that are like, I've been down this road with Bobby mm-hmm. Hurley. I think uh, going by Bobby doesn't help. You him. got the mixed concoction. Yeah. Now, now we've liquidated. Now we know who we are. You know what I mean? We're, we're done with trying to play. We need some gritty guys and we need some five stars. We're done with that. Now it's five stars only. That's what I, I'm talking. That's I, the pivot that has been made. I think his name being Bobby, him being hot-headed and mm-hmm. shorter. You mm-hmm. know, I think you put those together, and it feels like too childlike. I think it's time. Like Bobby Hurley tells the world, "I'm a grown man. I'm I'm an adult. I'm 40." Mm-hmm. The 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 Mike Gundy rant. Yes. And maybe that's it. Maybe maybe he needs a rebrand too. I, I need Josh Pastner to grow a beard, and I need Bobby Hurley to just go by Bob or something, or or Robert Robert Hurley. 
Ro- he's not Bobby Bags. He's Robert mm. Knapsacks. <laughs> <laughs> Robert. He's Robert uh, Briefcases. He's. I don't know. He, he needs like a because it's. It, it's hard for me. I mean, we we make fun yeah. of that. We had Zach Schwartz on the show last summer, mm-hmm. and and he comes on wearing sunglasses and a cigar, talking about Josh, Josh Christopher. Christopher, yeah, and uh, Marcus Bagley, who just put his name in the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and like these guys are not Marcus, Marvin, Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. Marcus yeah. no, <laughs> I, which one did I say first? No, I you said, said Marcus. Marcus first, I said first, but, but immediately you're already it. thinking of Marvin. Damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he comes on smoking a cigar, and he's like, mm. "It's it Bobby Bags time, Bobby Bags season." We're and, and I said, Zach, if you guys are ranked in the top 10 at any point next year, you can come on the show and, and do it again. And we never heard from him again because we've been down this road before. So w- Bobby Hurley needs something to tell the people this time. I mean, at this time for real. Sky Clark. Sky Clark. Just just something. I don't know. There's got to be something. And so. Sky Clark gives me mad Kyrie vibes. You know, he's like a little Kyrie. He's got the handles insane. And if you have a point guard who knows the point guard position like Bobby Hurley, I feel I feel like it's a good sales pitch. And I feel like Calipari... He's got his own plan that's going on here. And maybe, you know, Sky can stay on the West Coast. So Robert's, that's my fingers crossed. Move over, Bobby Bags. Robert Sachs. Robert, Robert, Robert Sachs. Ne- is Robert pretty good. <laughs> Robert I mean, Sachs. that's, that's, uh, I would play for Robert Sachs. Robert Sachs. <laughs> Bobby Bags sounds like a used car salesman. Yeah. Robert Sachs Robert sounds Sa- like he owns all the used car <laughs> yeah. dealerships in the county. Exactly. And that's exactly. what we need. We that's need to add you safer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what we need. Uh, my bad guy, my way, way, way too early bad guy pick is a man who has absolutely dominated since mm. uh basically since the national championship was played you start the way too early clock this man is is running laps around the rest of the field and his name is mark turgeon he is the head coach <laughs> of your maryland terrapins and <laughs> he uh, is he really I wa- is i want to give you yeah. the rundown of his tear so kudus wahab from georgetown the man who led them to a big east tournament championship Transfers to a rival. This mm-hmm. once upon a time, if you were a Maryland or Georgetown fan and you saw this happen, you would you would have a heart attack. You'd be like, this this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. A George, the one of Georgetown's best player, maybe their best player, transfers to Maryland. Lefty Rizal and Big John would have had a fight. Yes, they would like have in fought. the middle of the yes. city if that were yes. to happen. Yes, yes. Uh, Fats Russell mm-hmm. also transfers to Maryland, Rhode Island, from Rhode Island. Uh, Mark Turgeon then gets a he he, fl- he doesn't float his name. His name gets floated for him. Tier one A media. Floats his name for him. The the they 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 say, is this man going to take over after Lon Kruger mm-hmm. left Oklahoma? Mark Turgeon is a name to watch. He might go to Oklahoma. Uh, whether that was actually going to happen or not doesn't matter because Mark Turgeon took the rumors, parlayed that into a contract extension yep. at Maryland, yep. which is stunning given that if if you had to rank the the coaches, I don't know how to basically the coaches of the teams right now that are that are tournament teams that their fans hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their own fans hate. Like Mark mm-hmm. Turgeon's uh if he's not number 1, he's close. He's close. He's up there. He's close. Yep. yep. So he's polarizing as well. It's yes. not like he's like an Andy Infield where he's kind of out of the way. It's like Mark Turgeon is in your face yes. and you know him and he he's is He's trying very, to fight Jawan Howard. Yes. He's like He's the face of Maryland basketball. He is very much the face of Maryland basketball. You have the students back when the student section was going on, mm-hmm. uh the, they they would dye their hair so they'd have the little silver touch to look like Mark Turgeon. It was it was a whole very thing. Bobby so, Crimmins. Remember they used to wear the the blonde wig for Bobby Crimmins. That was a great uh, Mark Turgeon has been a heel since since Maryland has come to the Big Ten. He is he has got into it with basically every coach, with every it, mm-hmm. it's it's a whole thing. And you would think Maryland fans would love that, but he 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 seems to get into it with Maryland fans just based on uh, that's not it's not fair to paint with a broad stroke. I know that there are a lot that probably love Turgeon, but uh it does seem that there are a lot of Maryland fans mm-hmm. that saw the contract extension. They're like, 
please, God, no. Yes. Not like this. Not like this. Yeah. So Mark Turgeon says, to hell with you guys. I'm getting extended. And then just this weekend, Tate, news breaks that Danny Manning, former head basketball coach of Wake Forest, Came former guest of mm-hmm. Titus and Tate, is now going to be an assistant coach on Maryland staff. Mm-hmm. Mark Turgeon cannot stop winning. The haters are absolutely disgusted at what Mark Turgeon is pulling off. Uh, since the national championship game, and for that reason, he's my bad guy because it, it, there's no end in sight. There's no. There, it feels like every few days there's an announcement that Mark Turgeon has done something that has brought in this guy or that guy or made himself a ton of money. And uh, I, who who the hell knows? He, he Mark Turgeon at this point, I trust that he could like get Maryland out of the Under Armour situation. Mm-hmm. In Maryland, will never get out of their Under Armour contract because the guy is Maryland that, that made Under Armour. But I still feel like Mark Turgeon is going to like, there's going to be an announcement in a month that they signed with Jordan. <laughs> yes, that Mike, Michael Jordan wants Maryland yeah, yeah. Uh, to be his school now. Yeah, it does feel like Danny Manning was the final one where it got me. You know what I mean? All those other ones you listed, it got my attention. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was like, oh, Maryland's trying to do something. Oh, Fats, oh, Maryland's really trying to do something. Daryl Morcel will be the one who, if, yes. if Morcel comes back, then Mark Tur- then I, I, I bet the farm on Maryland. Wiggins is gone, right? Or he he's he's saying that he is testing the waters. So there's like a yeah. There, there's I'm, nine. There, there's I most. Believe, yes. He's going to stay in the NBA draft. He'll probably get drafted. So he'll be gone. But in general, when you look at Maryland basketball, like we said, Mark Turgeon, Roy Williams retires. He gets to point out that Roy Williams is the one who got him into the game. So then he gets like a little bit of that affection too, where it's like, oh, Roy Williams. Yeah. Nice Roy oh, Williams. You're a Roy Williams guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're not yeah. that bad. So you yeah. got like a little bit of nice PR there. Like you said, he got the, the Oklahoma. Oh, he's a top level coach. Other programs that want to pay big money respect yep. him. Yep. So that's good. And when you just think about the tradition of Maryland, I mean, not many teams have won national championships in the 21st century. Maryland's one of those teams. They have a powerful brand behind them, they have the ability to recruit overseas and specifically you know some of these places that the the southern acc schools won't go you know what i mean to recruit some of these guys internationally they've been able to do that so turgeon has a recipe but he's also a turd you know what i mean and like we we've said it a million times and we there it's there is a chance that regardless of your roster and we've seen them have great rosters we remember the mellow trimble teams when they were ranked number two in the country i thought, and I thought they, they should have been number one preseason going into that season and yeah. north carolina yeah. was number one and they yeah. played north carolina and yeah. didn't go well for them and that's kind of the mark turgeon story we have all the pieces but we're not going to be able to get over the hump Yep, but we're and gonna I, muck it if we have to. And he 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 mucked the hell. He, it, it's been a hell of a run for Mark Turgeon. Like basically, I, from the moment he got into the fight with Jawan Howard, really go back further than that. Though they break the streak they at break the, barn. the barn. Yeah, that was it. When mm-hmm. he broke the the barn magic, did he get the contract extension? Then they probably started drafting. I mean, I think so. Right yeah, that <laughs> night they were like <laughs> looking around. They're like, "That's our guy. That's our guy. That's our Mark." Uh, I believe that Mark Turgeon will figure it out in some capacity but i feel like if you're a maryland fan and you expect national championships if you expect a lefty drizzle yeah, type era that's not happening that's but, not gonna be it yeah but turgeon is definitely entering i don't i don't know if he's there yet but he's getting close to the Korean territory that Korean was at with with indiana fans where it, it almost doesn't matter what you do at this point like the it's the point of there there are a lot of maryland fans that it's the point of no return with mark turgeon that mm-hmm. if he could, he could win the much. Big Ten. He they could make the Sweet Sixteen. It's like who cares? Like that's it doesn't matter. We're never going to make the Elite Eight with this mm-hmm. guy. And then the next year he makes the Elite Eight. And it's like who cares? We're never going to win a national. There, no matter what he does, it's never going to be enough. And I don't, I don't blame. I mean, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying like 
it does feel like they've arrived there, and that doesn't seem to matter because Mark Turgeon signed a contract extension. He's going to be around for a little while. So. Doesn't it feel like Gary Williams' anger was so much more lovable? You know what yeah, I mean? Like that, that's yeah. the other part. Because he of won. It. I think that's really what it is. I mean, Maryland won. I, I uh, don't know why, but like the red, the red faced Gary Williams when he's like mad in Cameron Indoor, like wanting to fight a referee, like it just felt Maryland, so much more approachable than Mark Turgeon yeah, trying to fight to one half. Maryland won the Big Ten last year. Last year being twenty twenty, mm-hmm. they won a share of the Big Ten. Uh, we remember Mark Turgeon, like uh, they 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 went at the barn and he was bitching about like that was mm-hmm. kind of the game that clinched it more or less. And the first question he gets asked was kind of about that. And he was like, I just want to get home and and I can't believe they made us play at this here time. On, at this time yeah. on this night and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It was uh, a Tuesday at nine o'clock or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And it, it, it was a fair complaint, but it's like, damn, dude, you just won the Big Ten. Like, I don't know, maybe save it for the post game press conference, <laughs> the bitch. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that was like the first thing on his mind. Um, so. Maryland, if I'm a Maryland fan, I looked at that and I was like, the, I, you're obviously celebrating winning the Big Ten, but then you look at like Maryland almost choked it away down the stretch. It was it was really, really bad how they mm-hmm. played down the stretch in last season. Um, and if I'm a Maryland fan, I'm saying at that time when they win a share of the Big Ten, I'm I'm learning, I'm turning to all the other Big Ten programs. I'm saying, suck it. We're in the Big Ten now. Like you guys have, you, you mm-hmm. treated us like the redheaded stepchild this whole time. Uh, we, we just, we finally won. We belong at the table. Now kiss our ass. We just won the big 10. But then as more time passes that feather in Mark Turgeon's cap, where he's like, I won the big 10. Remember that? I'm like, if I'm a Maryland fan, I'm like, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I find myself, if I'm a I find myself fan, reversing all my logic of like, if, yeah. If I'm a Maryland fan, this is the final pitch. Get us out of the big 10. Yeah. Get us to the ACC. Get us where we belong. Maryland for Louisville. Who says no? I mean, I I don't want to give up Louisville. How about Maryland for Boston College? And no, I I would say no to that. Well, you can have <laughs> I want to go teams. and say no. Throw Notre Dame in, and we might have a deal. Okay, you can have Notre Dame. Throw Notre Dame basketball. In. We still have their football schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we get women's basketball and volleyball and lacrosse. And, and lacrosse, and you get the rest. And the Ivy League gets. <laughs> Dude, I would have so much fun negotiating these conference realignments. So you imagine just calling up someone and be like, "We'll we trade should. you Pitt and BC, so you can have the Catholic school to the Big Ten. Dude, we should be the arbiter. We should try to be arbiters for that. I mean. Like they call it, they're like, they, they give us a call and like, we have a problem. We can't decide on <laughs> like, all right, here's the deal. Here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You get half of Louisville. You get the first half of Louisville's conference season. Can you I get the you, second what, half? What would be your first move if you had to do something in conference realignment right now? College basketball. College basketball? Yeah, I, you, I honestly think I would do Maryland for Louisville. Okay. I think Louisville belongs in the Big Ten. I all think right. Louisville is very much a Midwestern city. I think so too. I think Louisville is technically in Kentucky, so they're like they they think they're a southern city. And Louisville city, and Indiana would be a great rivalry. Louisville and Indiana would be a great rivalry. I think Louisville belongs in the Big Ten. And Maryland, like it's it's just a cultural thing. Like Maryland, I, I like Maryland in the Big Ten in the sense of like the success and the history and the pedigree from a cultural perspective. That's that's what's really mm-hmm. head scratching. Is mm-hmm. that I mean when Penn State joined the Big Ten, it was head scratching for a lot of old head Big Ten people. They're like Penn, Penn Middle Pennsylvania, like that's we're getting a little too close to Philly. Mm-hmm. That's a little too much Philly influence in our, you know, good down home Midwestern <laughs> yeah. values. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you throw Maryland in, which is unabashedly East Coast. Rutgers unabashedly, and then mm-hmm. suddenly it's like this. It just culturally doesn't fit. Nebraska. Yeah, we'll take, we'll Nebraska take Rutgers fits. too. Like uh, we'll make Rutgers better. You know what I mean? I believe yeah. in New Jersey basketball, so we'll take Rutgers and you we'll take, take you Maryland. take Rutgers and Maryland. We'll take Pitt and uh, yeah, Louisville. Louisville. There you Done. go. Done. And also Gonzaga to the Pac-12 for basketball. Those and, are our first and, moves. And uh, relegation promotion in yes. general in the West Coast. Yes. Yeah. All right. Easy. Done. Did we just <laughs> did we save college basketball? Yeah. Get, where are the minutes? Write those up. 
All right, we're going to take a break, come back, and uh, hear what Tate has to say about Coach K. That's all I'm really going to say. What a tease. (laughs) What are you, Greenberg? Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save today. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com. That's Geico.com. Back to Tyson Tate. Hit us with the tape. What? Uh, why? Why were you grinning? Why were mm. you rubbing your hands together? What? What the hell is going on? Well, we came in and we did the show. It was way too early, good guys. Way too early, bad guys. You, we usually do Kyle's guys. You know, we usually do Tony's guys. By the way, did you see? I'm gonna stop you with the Kyle's guys. Did you see that the Sacramento Kings put out a clip of Kyle Guy against the Warriors? Hits a shot, gets the mm. and one, and whoever calls the game for the Kings said. That's Kyle's guy. It must be Kyle somebody. I don't know. I don't know who it would be that, that calls the games. I, I apologize for not doing my research here. But the clip, he's like, he's like Kyle's guy. Kyle, yeah, it's Kyle's guy. It's my guy. It's and he basically still stole our bit. He said, "Are you saying we lost Kyle's guy to Kyle guy? Whoever Kyle is that calls the Kings games says that Kyle's guy is Kyle guy." And to that, I say no. I say cease and desist. Yes. We no. got to get ahead of this. We have people yeah. using friend of the program all over the place. We got people using Kyle's guy all over the yeah. place. We don't have lawyers, but once we get lawyers, we will be sending out cease and desist everywhere. <laughs> and we will once force we will force Majeure you out of your You just deal. wait until we're tier 1A media. <laughs> oh, we have lawyers because Oh my goodness. When I have Greg Gumble's attorney, it's, <laughs> it's over. It's coming. All right, speaking of, uh let's hope that no attorneys come at me here, but I will say good news. Coach K successor power rankings. I yeah. think we need to update it now because huh. I think the timing is imminent, Mark Titus. Because if you look at Coach K's career, he's outlasted Dean Smith, yeah. guy that you know he viewed as his you know rival that he wanted to go up against. Dean Smith was like, "Who is this gnat flying all over me? <laughs> shut it up!" But that's what Coach K was doing. He's like, "That's who I'm going after." Jimmy V was like, "Just shut up! Don't do that! Stop <laughs> copying me!" But still, Coach K had that era, had that period. And then he had the Roy Williams era that he had to mm-hmm. fight. You know what I mean? He had to claw. He had to, you know, he was trying to get scratching and surviving to get to the good times. He the Roy Williams slash Mark Godfrey era. Don't forget about the other tobacco road. That, that he, is true. And the Sydney Lowe era Godfrey before that. Yeah. Slapped him on the ass. <laughs> we, can, we can. Shout let's, out to Dennis Smith Jr. What a great moment in history. So glad you did that, Dennis. You're the best. We can't forget that. Okay. Coach K survived. He wins his title in 2010. He thinks that's the last one, but no, he makes the pivot to the one and done. So he gets another one in 2015. He probably would have won the title in 2020. You know, in his opinion, that's yeah. what he says. That's what every coach says. 2020, yeah. who knows what would have happened, but, but we probably would have won. Roy Williams retires, shockingly, to him. Roy Williams, younger guy, guy who was supposed to outlast him. He outlasts Dean. He outlasts Roy. The two top five coaches at the rival program will now be secondary to the primary coach, the GOAT, as the kids call him, the greatest coach that the world has ever seen, mm-hmm. Mike Krzyzewski. And what is Coach K here for? America? Uh, himself. <laughs> himself. That's who he's here for, his legacy. And his legacy is done. USA basketball, the yep. torch has been passed to yep. Greg Popovich. Okay. Duke basketball itself, it will never be a higher peak, a peak point for Duke basketball, right? Nike is Duke. They are one and the same. If you mm-hmm. like Nike, you like Duke basketball right now. So if you're Coach K, what do you want? You want a farewell tour. And what okay. do you really want? 
You want Nike to be behind that entire farewell tour. You want a Derek Jeter. You want a Kobe Bryant. You want a Vince Carter had this a little bit where every single time he we, had like four he, farewell he, tours, but it was he 2020 the season and in, so nobody yeah. knew what to do. Yeah. But, so we'll throw him in there. Um, Coach K wants this. He needs this. He yeah. has to have this. Yes. Because he wants to see. You know when people say give them their flowers before they're gone? Yes. Coach K is going to sniff every flower. <laughs> every single one of them. It's going to be the <laughs> grossest thing I've ever seen. But he's going to sniff all those flowers. And I will say, the time is now. This will be Coach K's You're last saying, season in college basketball. Wow. And he will get the farewell tour. Wow. He will get the, he will get the Nike press tour. But he will have one last ride. And this ride is going to be long. It's going to be arduous. It's going to hurt me a lot to witness it. But we have to update the success I like this. I like this. So you're, there, because, yeah. There's a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. There, as you said, Coach K re, or Roy retires. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's fans coming back. Mm-hmm. That matters, right? Mm-hmm. That he can, if, if all the, the arenas are playing in, can. Or, wow, dude, I'm, I'm putting this all together now. Duke sucks now. Mm-hmm. They just missed the tournament. Maybe we don't talk about to... Duke's basketball team if we're doing a farewell tour. By the way, do we talk right, about Derek Jeter's you know batting average that last no, year? No. Do we care about Kobe and the Lakers' record that year? No. No. All he has to do is have one sixty-point performance against North Carolina and Hubert Davis. The Warriors. The Warriors clinched seventy-three wins on the same night Kobe Bryant scored mm-hmm. sixty points in his last game, mm-hmm. and no one gave a single. What did I just about... bring up? Sixty points. Yeah. Uh, seventy-three wins didn't yeah. matter. It doesn't. Yeah. No doesn't one was matter. watching yeah. the. No one was watching the. Warriors. And you didn't win because so. and. and and, and the Lakers sucked, as we know. Yeah. And everyone wanted to watch the farewell tour. This is genius. I like this. Uh, I, I'm talking myself into this. Well, you're not going to like this because the Coach K successor power rankings, a.k.a. the Nike successor power rankings. Yeah. Branded. Number one on the list. Brad Stevens. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I like it. You know what? I like it. I don't care. I really don't. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm actually laughing. Uh, if Brad Stevens goes to Duke, this is the best thing for content, dude. This is so good for it's, content. It's it. This this is this is where we are. This is where this is what I think we are headed towards because there's only for oh me. My God. And I've told you this since oh we started God. doing this please, podcast. Please, about God, basketball. I want nothing more than for Brad Stevens to go to Duke. This would be so so good. I told you when Coach K left, I was done. You know what I mean? It's like like when you know he walks out, I walk out. You know what I mean? It's like this person, the, the hate that I have for your this, Frodo, yes, the rings, yes, exactly. Like, it is done. It is done. We just, did it. You yeah, know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But if Brad Stevens comes and takes that seat, you're back. He's a bigger weasel than Coach K could ever be, <laughs> ever. Ever. And I say that lovingly to Coach K. And so I am full throttle in. And uh, so that's the updated Coach K successor power rankings right there. The just end one, is near. Just, one, just Brad the Stevens is one. Near, that's it. And Brad Stevens is one step away. All right. That's the update. I liked it. This is great. It's, way too early content. Man. That's what I was hit with today. All right. It, well, it hit it, me. It, it hit all, me in the it face. It all adds up. I, I'm tracking it all. And... Uh, if, I I do want Brad Stevens to go to Duke. That would be mm. that would be so good mm. for so many reasons. So many reasons. How, That'd be so good. Why else? I mean, why else would you turn down seven years, seventy million dollars? He didn't. To go he was home? never offered. Okay. Well, he was never. He never true. even heard from Indiana. That's right. He never talked to Indiana. But let's just say his wife talked to Indiana and was offered seventy million dollars, and then the ownership of his current team says, "But Brad, don't worry. We'll make sure that you make mm-hmm. what K makes, which is twelve mm-hmm. million dollars a year." Mm-hmm. 12 is more than 10, Mark Titus. Mm-hmm. 
two more million dollars worth. There is do the, the math. There is the Celtics Duke connection of oh, Kara Lawson. It's um, it's sick. It's gross. <laughs> I told you at our old company. I told you I felt like I worked at Duke. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I worked for Duke University. I worked with Duke University people. Um, and the fact that that's what's going to happen, or I mean, look, I'll knock on wood so it doesn't. You know, but. No, I want it to happen. So we're in two different camps there. It's going to be a tug of war because I, that that would be so fantastic for. It's going to be people, tough. People think I'd be. You're going to be in the Brad Stevens coaching tree, and I'm going to be over. I know, here I know. People think yelling. I'd be mad because I wanted Brad Stevens to Indiana. I would not be. Brad, he's a masshole. He he made it clear. That's mm. why it's the content's so good. Can a masshole thrive in in the South? I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I just never want a Hubert Davis, Brad, <laughs> Brad Stevens moment. Like, remember Matt Darty and Chris Collins got in a fight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want that. I want that again. I want youth on the oh, sidelines. Oh, man. That, you're, 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 you're blowing my mind here. It all, but uh, at the same time, the, the genius of this, the genius of way too early content is that it doesn't matter. You're, it doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. As long as it adds up, as long as you like. Yeah. It, it, as long as it passed the sniff test immediately, which it does, mm-hmm. like the moment you throw this out here, that Coach K Think might be... Think in your mind right now. Coach yeah. K sniffing last the flowers. Season, yeah, he's sniffing he's still, the flowers. He's still sniffing all the flowers around him. Would Carolina do anything for him? I think that, that's that got to disgust you, the, to know that Carolina would. Like the last time K plays at Carolina, they're going to like do something for him and honor him and on the farewell tour. That's disgusting, isn't it? NC I, State isn't. I, <laughs> State's not. State's I, not playing that. State's like. State's definitely not. State's I mean, like we'll send out a tweet or something, but we're not. We're not announcing it at the game. It's like, funny because like Roy Wood, you know, Roy Williams. Roy Wood, Wood yeah, and, definitely. I, and I'm interested to see what Huber would do because I think Huber, I don't think Huber can. I think Huber has to know. Like, I mean, could you imagine? Because let's just put it in perspective, Huber Davis, right? You played at North Carolina in the you know in Cameron Indoor with the Cameron Crazies at their peak with Coach K at his peak calling you names at his beat. Right, right. So like you know the real coach game. And if you're Hubert, you can you can pay your respects, quote unquote, mm. if this is in fact his last season. Mm. Uh when you play at at Cameron. Like mm-hmm. make make that the but when you come to Chapel Hill, I don't give a damn who you are on the other bench. Like you're in our house. You know, we're not honoring you in our house. That's not the other point I wanted to make, he turns 75 next year. You're making a compelling case. Yeah, this is the. It's uh, all adding up. Yeah, it's it's not the PK80. It's the Coach K75. It's the MK80. And, uh, <laughs> the CK75. It's the, the MK Ultra. It's the worst branded thing you've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the Jeter respect with the two in the middle. It's like you got, this is what we came. How up many with. wins does he have? They they somehow like tie that number in together. I mean, too many, too many. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I love that. That's my it's, final, that's my final uh, you know, way too early prediction. All right. I'm I'm with it, man. I'm, Could you imagine they put it. this up on the Fox Sports website like as a written piece and they had our predictions? That's Dude, why we cl- don't write put, this out. Clip clip this out though. Put out this video. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Duke fans are gonna be upset. And the best part about it was, you know, look, I had heard rumblings about this. I'm in a little Carolina group chat, you know, on Twitter. People had told me could this could be Coach K's lat, you know, but you hear that all the time. Yeah. Well, the 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 one thing I would say that kind of hurts this theory is that I feel like this might be Bayheim's last season. He's got his two sons on the team. That if Bayheim gets ahead of it, this could be how Bayheim beats K. First. I was going to say, but if you're Bayheim, you're trying to outlast K. And I think if you're K, Bayheim is already your second. So like, who cares? You know, it's kind of like. But if, Bay, but if Bayheim announces in two months, say, so Bayheim mm-hmm. comes out, he's like, "This is my last season. This is going to be my last season." I, then I K the will wait. To, K will have to wait. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's what I'm worried about. Then I think, I think K sits out next year. He, he load manages. 
All right, we 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 have we have the rest of the summer to talk about this. So let's let's wrap this up. Shoutouts, closeouts. Is there anybody you want to shout out other than uh, Brad Stevens to Duke? Man, that's uh that was the funniest shout out of my day. Uh, I just want to shout out that the Oscars happened last night. And uh, did you the, watch? No, I didn't either. I didn't either. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I, I already knew that you were gonna say that. Uh, I also uh, didn't either. Yeah, yeah you didn't either. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like talking to myself <laughs> now. Um, uh, yeah, the Oscars. I want to shout out uh, Trayvon Free, who we yep. used to do podcast with. I did a Ringer NBA show with. He just won an Oscar. So I he, mean, he won the same Oscar Mike Conley won, right? And Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant. Yes, yeah. Yes. How about that? Yes. Two Distant Strangers was the name of the film. So uh, live action short. They win an Oscar. Five years from doing podcasts with me to an Oscar. That's, that's that is a great quite climb. A, quite a come Yeah, up. that's how you get away. <laughs> Does that elevate Trayvon into one A media? Is he tier one A? He's tier one. He's, he's tier, tier one. one. I think so. He's tier one. He got an Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Mike winning an Oscar the same Dude. year he's an All Star. Kobe, Mike Conley, Kevin Durant. Mike In Conley that order. is the only player to ever win an Oscar before an NBA championship. Well, I guess that's not true because all like everyone that's won an Oscar has won. You know, like. Jennifer Lawrence has won an Oscar before to be a championship. I'm gonna I'm gonna rework Allegedly. that. I'm gonna rework that. I need a Big Ten stat of the day with Mike's Oscar. <laughs> Justin and- Timberlake and the Grizzlies have to win an NBA championship. <laughs> and he's like, now I'm going for it. Uh I want to shout out Kim Mulkey going to Louisiana State. How about this? Mm. Uh Baylor's head coach. It's uh, when you, when you woman, say Louisiana State, by the way, it sounds like it's not LSU. Yeah. You know what it I mean? should it go by Louisiana like State. Like it sounds <laughs> how do, how does LSU get uh it's USC gets that treatment too. Mm-hmm. Are there any other ones? I'm, I'm thinking like were you, you, it, it really does just sound completely wrong to say the full name. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll call Louisiana state. Um, Kim Mulkey is quote unquote going back home. She played at Louisiana tech. So I'm not quite sure how that adds up that she is going to to LSU to go back home. But this blew my mind that she's won three national titles. The last image we saw of her as Baylor's head coach was moving the mask around uh, after after they lose to UConn on a questionable call at the end, and by questionable I mean horrible, um, but the rest were bad both ways, as we know. And she's moving the mask around, and uh, I don't know. She seemed like she seemed like someone who th- th- this seems like it's 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 a massive deal. Like this would mm-hmm. if this happened in college basketball. I mean, I can't even imagine how long we've been talking and, and men's college basketball. I mean, I can't believe how long we've been we would talk about this. A guy that's won three national titles. If Jim Calhoun. At some point at UConn, just decides he wants to take like the Arkansas job. <laughs> yeah, It'd be like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be stunning. It was stunning when I saw. I mean, I was just on Twitter, and then I saw like you know LSU tweeted like you know welcome home, you know Coach Mulkey, and I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. How did this happen? But there were all the rumors, you know, after the like two weeks ago, there were all these rumors that were saying that she was going to take the LSU job, and then you know I kind of tuned into that for a little bit, and then waited a couple days, there was nothing. So I was like, oh, that's all rumblings and rumors. This is probably a way to get more money from this Baylor. Is a, this is a Matt Painter with Missouri situation. Or, yeah, you, or you Mark know, Turgeon at Maryland, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And what I think finally happened was Scott Drew is the king of Waco. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. I think Scott Drew won the championship, and now we're all in here. And before it was kind of a split you know, situation. Who's going to be? You've already won over here, Kim. You know, we're on your <sighs> side of things. Here's Scott Drew. Shoots up to the top. We know we we finally got an answer. Is Scott Drew a good coach? The answer is yes. He won the mm-hmm. national championship. Is Scott Drew a good coaching partner mm-hmm. with the men's and women's coaches? Mm-hmm. Is there strife? Is he is he is, is did he push out Kim Mulkey? I think you have to ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he did. I'm just asking the question. Uh, that that's very interesting. That he he wins a national title. She she leaves. It really is crazy that she left. And it's also crazy that LSU is apparently I don't know if you saw this is apparently trying to hire Mark Emmert 
to be the president of the university now. So I don't know what the hell's going on down in Baton Rouge, but at the same time, I know exactly what's going on in Baton yeah, Rouge. Yeah, I think they're saying, let's be Teflon. Let's be yeah. untouchable. And it's also like, if you're Kim Mulkey and you walk in and like the first person you meet is Coach O, yep. you know, that's that's probably a cool situation. You're like, I don't know what he said, but I love the energy. And then you walk into the basketball offices and they're like, oh yeah, let's go take you down to Coach Will Wade. Gangster. That sit-down meeting, I would pay money to see. Between those, those two, two? Oh, because yeah. Will Wade probably, you know, is just, you know, letting it all hang, letting her know what's up, how he does things. And she's probably like, Will, we coach basketball down here, right? <laughs> you could finance an entire season of, of football, men's basketball, women's basketball recruits. If you mm-hmm. did just a fundraiser where Coach O, Kim Mulkey and Will Wade are all like interacting with each other yes. at this fundraiser. Yes. I would pay $10,000 to go there. And that just, like, is, that watch is it a all great group. Unfold. And just like and watch Mark them Emmert. all. Mark Emmert. And Mark Emmert MC there, it. MC, and then Shaq shows up and just throws t-shirts <laughs> to the crowd. And yeah. he doesn't say anything. He just is like, He DJs. <laughs> DJ <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> he starts playing house music. By the way, look up, uh, I, uh, uh, for all the friends of the program listening, look up Mark Emmert's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this up for you so you know what okay. I'm talking about. Mark Emmert's uh, Wikipedia page. His his picture. Remember Kermit Davis? Mm-hmm. I pointed out that he looks like a senator. Uh, Mark Emmer definitely edited his own Wikipedia page too because his picture. He looks like the president of the United States. It is the most preposterous thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Come on, load, damn it! Look at this. Look at that picture. Oh, he's got the flag behind. Him. Wow, <laughs> he's got an American flag behind him, and then like you know he's got the bio, and most most of the bios like the only time they bust out these bars for the bios, mm-hmm. it says incumbent. He's the fifth executive director of the National Collegiate Athletic Association. He's the incumbent. He assumed office November 1st. Like the whole structure of the thing with an American flag, like he thinks he's the president. Yes. Yeah, so, well, he basically is. Of and the now United he's going States. to LSU. And now he's going to LSU. And some would say that's more powerful than the president of the United States. What happens when Will Wade wins the national championship? That is like the real, that is going to be, that is going to, you, Dick you ask if it's going, ridiculous or immoral, that's going to be the first, <laughs> that's going to be the first one that we have to ask. That's when Dickie B gets out of the game. That's when Dickie B's done. And he's like, I can't do this anymore. I can't sit by and watch cheaters wow. win. I just thought about it. When my this. good friend, Rick Pitino. <laughs> what if Dickie V latches on to Coach K's farewell tour? Oh my God. You know what I mean? Oh like, what, what if Coach K's like already doing it? It's already happening. And, is, and then Coach K, or then Dickie V says, also, baby, this is my last year. Dickie V, Jim Beheim, and Coach K all have like a suicide pact where they're like, let's all jump together. Let's all hold hands and jump together. And, then- <laughs> and Dickie V gets to call the Carolina Duke game this year because is he in, it's Coach K's last game against Carolina. It's Dickie V's last time calling Carolina yep. Duke. And then and then Beheim and Dickie V jump and Kay like pulls his <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, like I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Got a five star. Well, that's right. No 2022 recruits for Duke right now, by the way. Oh, that was my last. Dude, that was my last all, little note. It's yeah, all yeah, aligned. Yeah, yeah. The stars are aligning, but are, but they're not. By but the stars not. not aligning, they're aligning. It's a way too early offseason predictions. You know. uh, I want to shout out the G League for uh, Indian College Basketball. Five yes. star Michael Foster is signed with the G League Ignite. Uh, and also this four-star from China, Fanboy, Fanbo, Fanbo Zhang, uh, was committed to Gonzaga, backed out of his commitment, is now going to play for the G League. So uh, we had a good run, but college basket, this changes everything. It does. Nothing will be the same. Mm-hmm. And the G League wins again. And uh, I, I don't know where we go from here as a sport, but uh, shout out to the G League for that. They're trying to get Imani Bates, right? That is the big uh, G gonna League splash. And that's going to be like the ultimate, like mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be the, the meme of the uh, England people in the bar and, mm-hmm. and they throw their beer and they lose everything. Like I, I live, live look at NBA Twitter when, when Amani Bates says I'm going to the G league and yeah. they all lose their, like this, this is it. College basketball is dead because as we know, 
never in history has have guys gone pro over college that's never mm -hmm. happened so this is this is a turning point and it'll never be the same yeah moses malone definitely played college basketball oh wait he did no he didn't. definitely did uh shout out uh jordan bohannon back for a sixth season that's not a joke that's not a perry ellis aaron craft joke that is mm -hmm. legitimate he this will be his sixth season sixth sixth season at iowa uh he will there will be a game multiple games this year i assume uh, where Jordan Bohannon is guarding Brad Davison in the year 2022 in a college basketball Big Ten game. And if that just doesn't get you rock hard thinking about it, you probably don't have a pulse. Honestly. Yeah, you probably are not a fan <laughs> of Big Ten basketball. So <laughs> You probably just don't get it. Uh, shout out to the New York Knicks. I watched their entire game Dude, uh, the other night. They, the Knicks they are, played the Raptors. They're the people's team. Nine wins. It, it's got me excited. Like the Knicks are becoming for me, uh, must watch bad. They're, they're becoming Kenny the Payne. team. Yeah. Can you, they're, they're, they are becoming a team that like, if, if you told me the Knicks are playing tonight, I'm rushing home. Are they playing tonight? By the way, they probably are. I think they are playing the Suns tonight, actually. All right. I'm going to rush yeah. home and watch the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Theo Pinson, Reggie. They are. Bullock. It just started. They're yeah. up, they're up 10 to five right now. It's, it's, it's 10, all blue yeah, bloods on this team. They're just a fun team. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's reached like, I, I haven't been this excited as a neutral person observer. I'm not like, I'm not, I don't know how to phrase it because I'm not like on the Knicks bandwagon per se. I just like it's captivating theater. It's insanity, you know. It's win sanity. They're mm -hmm. winning so much that I just want to watch them continue to win. I and know I've told you the story before, but Tom Thibodeau told me that he was engaged to get married, was all set up, everything was aligned, and then he was working in the basketball world. And he told his wife, "I'm getting married." She said, "I know, Tom." And he said, "No, to basketball, not you." <laughs> so like that's the kind of coach you have you know what i mean you have a guy that literally is married to the game so new york knicks fans oh you should be God. happy about that um finally the last thing i want to shout out is uh the purdue day of giving is wednesday tate so get your pocketbooks get your checkbooks ready your your, your robbie hummel Get, get it ready. I, I, I last year very famously uh, extensively covered by the media at large um, my $35 donation to the to the univer Purdue University Neil Armstrong Fund. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am on the fence as to whether I donate this year. Uh, I felt like Purdue's role and Oral Roberts beating Ohio State, that took place in Mackey Arena. And I feel like Carolina lost to Brad Davison 29 and 6 in Mackey in Arena. In Mackey Arena as well. So I feel like there's some bad juju with Purdue in my life right now, but mm -hmm. I also know that it would make my mother very happy if I donated money in her name. So I probably will end up doing it. But for the rest of you, I wanted to call attention to it. Wednesday is the day Purdue University will ask you for money, and you are a, you're supposed to just say yes. Yes, some money. Yes. UGA also doing this now. A lot of schools, Every, a lot of schools yeah, are doing it. Yeah, picking yeah, it up because yeah. at the end of the day, it's genius. It did the, <laughs> They just said we want offerings. We need to. Uh, one of the things I pitched the ringer when I knew it was time to go is uh, I pitched to the higher ups uh, a ringer uh, a OSP day of giving, mm. where we did like a telethon and mm -hmm. we had all the friends of the program a live telethon streaming on Twitter, where we had all the friends of the program call in and just give us money and it was for no call. Like we put it clear as day in print, like this is for mm -hmm. like it's just going into our pockets. And then we had like a thermometer that we'd fill in for Kyle's beer fund. And we tried to get this Kyle, dark way. Can we Kyle's just say dead, that, dude? Uh, Kyle? If you're listening, like, <laughs> yeah, we're upset with you. <laughs> we lose Texas our producer. Back, yeah, what's um, going on? But I wanted to, I wanted to have like you know, sixty nine dollar thermometer mm. and like mm. just fill it in as mm. as the money comes in for Kyle's dark room fund. Yeah, and uh, they all looked at me like this is the worst idea I've ever. No, they heard. said they like, said what's OSP? Can please tell us what that means? I was like, all right, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna quit. See you guys. <laughs> C'est la vie. Yeah. No, good times. Um, 
Is that it? Do we have anything else? Do, Honestly, do, I have no more shout outs because I'm I'm still fired up about Coach K. Yeah. The farewell tour. Let's get it up. Do you want to fingers crossed? Do you want to do a mailbag? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We should do that. Yeah, All let's right. do that. Next week, right? Should yeah, we, we put that out know. now? I don't know. You you were you were kicking around. I don't know if you wanted to still do it. Yeah. I feel like America, if you you know, we do AMAs on Reddit. We did an AMA one time on Reddit. That was a lot of fun. It sucks because you have to type it out. Dude. Exactly. I hate typing. Yeah. So let's do an AMA on a podcast where you send us in mailbag questions. You can ask us anything. Literally anything. 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 We don't care. Yeah. It's the off season. Except why did you leave there? Because we don't super, care. We don't care about we that. We don't but. care. But you can ask us anything else. Uh, the email is titusandtate at gmail.com. Yes. If that doesn't work for you, if you don't like emails, you can go to the Twitter page. You can hit on the little DM button. You can mm -hmm. send us a question there. We'll look at that. You can tweet at us. Regardless, mailbag episode next week. We'll probably get, what, like 30 questions Yeah, we should. we should also get like a P.O. box that people could write letters into. Mm. I, think that's, I think that's genius. I think like part of the move of new media is as time progresses, you got to go back. Yes. To what, I think that's it's like kind loop. of the move. It's just a mm -hmm. loop of... I mean, like the way Elon Musk is like reinventing the subway by like making a tunnel that mm -hmm. has lights and shit like that. And mm -hmm. everyone's like, that's the hyperloop. The hyperloop. Mm -hmm. I think we have to do that with media where like we do a, a literal mailbag where you send in written letters and then we read them. And then everyone's like, this is genius. These guys are genius. Yeah. <laughs> and and my handwriting it. is on camera now. We just like, show you. We're just still like Letterman bits from the early 80s. <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> Isn't that what every Hollywood That's producer does? Done. They just watch movies and they go, man, this movie, The Princess Bride is really good. Let's remake it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Call Leo. Uh, all right. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Maybe we'll do a mailbag. Uh, write us in. Uh, mm. Thanks for listening. Is that it? I'll give you the final word. That's all I got. And uh, thanks for listening to the Friends of the Program. We'll see you later in the week.